Moto One Podcast Network. Hi, this is Ja Rule, and I love creative writing, baby. Can we just go like straight to pants shitting? I don't care if you're one percenter or ninety-nine percenter. Y'all can kiss a hundred percent of my ass. Two strokes are for white fucking trash. Jumpy, you're awful. Human son. Let's go! This podcast is hosted by three sentient beings. One of them's hot, one of them's not, and one of them looks like a bowl of snot. You decide who's who. Hey, in the meantime... The views and opinions of the participants of the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast are those of the participants and do not reflect the policy, position, or opinions of Creative Writing, the Moto One Podcast Network, or any of its affiliates. Moto One made us say that, by the way. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to another fabulous episode of Creative Writing. This voice has been requested by everyone from Japan to South Korea and across Japan. the globe. <laughs> this, this is Junkie. I'm your host, and I have two fabulous and sexy co-hosts with me this week. We have um, Melissa Squats <laughs> and and Kim Dawson. <laughs> Uh, all right, all right whatever I, I guess i'm fucking melissa squats this evening i even thought of a good one the other day like for all me right. and I can't melissa remember. squats is gonna teach you guys how to refine uranium are you ready for this <laughs> shit no not again not again <laughs> melissa save it for the end <laughs> hey guys on this week's show we got a couple a couple things uh, as normal uh, you know what, too? Um, I said the word of the week, uh, and oh, yeah. somebody suggested that we uh, that I change your guys' oil. What do you guys think about that as a punishment? No one else is no one else has coughed up and fessed up to having heard of it or anything, uh, or even know what I'm talking about. But a few people, well, one person was like the first person to respond is who I said I would like uh, uh, take their consideration, and they said you should. Um, change everybody's oil and i was like well that sounds real while wearing a thong all right okay, so all right. yeah all right hear me out okay hear me out i do not let anyone else touch my motorcycle yeah. so i'm out that's what i thought i mean that's what that was i was thinking like well, that's a stupid suggestion so uh i don't know if anybody else has any i'll let you i'll let junkie do mine you let me change it or check it Oh, well. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So if anybody's got any better suggestions, because, yeah, I, I agree with that. I was like, yeah, first of all, we'd have to actually meet up in person. And it's been like eight months and we still haven't been able to do that. You know, how changing the oil might be, uh, you know, one step too far. So, yeah, if you if you guys got a... Um, any more suggestions, send them in or just uh, send, uh, send it in where you hear it. Send us a timestamp and I'll send you something from the box of, uh, from junkies junk box over here. That'll be a easy, an easy punishment uh, win. And uh, I didn't even check to see what the word is for this week. So let's not, let's uh, make the word of the week right now. Beer. How's that? Are you guys good with that one? I'm in on it. 
Sure. Yep. All right. The word of the week officially right now is beer. I hope you guys don't hear that clicking shit too. Sorry. Can you guys even hear me? <laughs> yep, I hear you. I, I know. With no clicking. Y- yeah. I was turning on the sound effect board and I'm like uh, clicking and stuff. All right. The word of the week is official now. Wait, I hear. Oh, no. I, I heard the buzz. Did you? <laughs> well, that was me <laughs> farting. All right. So, yeah, the word of the week's official. It is, uh, well, I'm not going to say it because that'd be stupid of me, but I am drinking one. Um, hey, this week it is fucking soaking out there. There's been a few different um, weather alerts for my area. So, I assume there's been some like weather alerts, flash flooding. I, if you have been watching the news, you know that uh, San Diego, which is where Mike's at right now, is currently. Uh, six feet underwater in some places. And all those jokes that they used to make about like Arizona beachfront property uh, from the big one, the earthquake that was going to hit. Well, I I think that they were way ahead of their time, but also didn't take into consideration that possibly San Diego could just get submerged. So, I mean, I just think it's still possible that uh, the desert could be the new beach (laughs) and have plenty of sand to go around. But, um, it's because of San Diego is going to wash out into the ocean. So, um, and I know Dawson, you too, you've had some crazy shit up at your house. So I'm sure that we're all, if you're in California and you're hearing this or Texas, you're under some sort of weather event. And uh, yeah, I just pray you guys uh, don't wash away. I pray, pray we come to you next week. Hi, dry. Yeah, guys. Yeah, uh, maybe from a boat. <laughs> I hope that you guys really consider praying for us down here in Southern California. <laughs> we are not having a good time right now. Right. It, today it was not 70 degrees and sunny. Actually it was, but that's aside the point. But it, it was but it still rained. <laughs> it hasn't been perfect weather and that's the problem. Yeah. Is we're so gotta, spoiled. Well, yeah, you got to realize how much do we pay to live here? Yeah. The I uh, my my dollars should offset bad weather. I should not have <laughs> to face bad weather ever. Yeah. The sunshine tax is real. We pay it and yet we get handed <laughs> shit like this. I feel like mother nature is just as bad as every politician that uh I was just going to say we can blame that on Newsom. Too. I blame I blame Gavin Newsom, Joe Biden and Trump. <laughs> thanks so yeah, thanks Obama for this weather. Yeah, for sure. I I blame everybody uh and and especially the candidates that are over ninety two years old, for, for, like, uh, also all the presidential candidates for this shit right now. Yeah, I'm I'm sick of it. Um, so yeah, having said that, let's go around the room, and uh, I assume that that's one of all of our lows. Let's go around this room and do some highs and lows. We're gonna start off with uh, Melissa squats real fast. What's your highs and lows? Mike, that's you. Are, are Mike. you uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Mike. I, yeah, I, for, um, I, I forgot. You gotta, you gotta stop with this fucking names. <laughs> My highs in lows comedy that means you have to double down with the names. Okay. <laughs> My highs and lows. My high. Uh, I'll start with my lows. Uh, we already covered it. It's been raining. It's not been fun. No. I am straight up not having a good time, yo. Um, but my highs, this is, this is incredible. And I realized a lifelong dream today. So today I went to SeaWorld San Diego, which I am actually not very 
four. I'm pretty against SeaWorld as a corporation, but that's aside the point. My son likes SeaWorld, and we went. Um, I I got to hang out with a sloth for like 30 minutes. I got to meet two sloths and touch touch them. And um, yeah, it was just incredible. I was, you know, within within five feet of a sloth for 30 minutes. And I got to interact with a sloth named Tess. It was a good day. You know, I, I'm really, really happy about that. I got to touch a sloth and pet it. Um, contrary <laughs> to what you may believe, the sloth does not feel like a Brillo pad. Like it, they look like they would be rough. Um, Tess felt like, I guess the, like a German, German shepherd, like a little wiry, but still very soft. Tess was very, very nice sloth. Um, and that's the, the, that's the high of my week. That's probably going to be the high highlight of my year. If I'm being honest. Also, um, not very well known. Well, actually it's weird because some sloths are so fucking slow that like their skin actually or not their skin their fur turns green because like moss and shit. they grow they grow algae and that, that's actually an evolutionary trait so um sloth i can teach you guys a lot of sloths i, sloth. I um, want to know why does SeaWorld have sloths like is this ocean a new animals, exhibit <laughs> uh so they, SeaWorld has SeaWorld has algae. two sloths um because they're i guess like they are a conservation thing rather more than just sea animals which fucking blew my mind um <laughs> but they uh they have two sloths because they were both rescued from the illegal animal trade uh, okay not because they were found riding dolphins uh, i was gonna no. say they were like on the back with <laughs> shamu so yeah they're they're very sweet animals though and uh we got we got to experience the the love and generosity of a sloth today. It was a, it was wonderful. Yeah. Explain um, the generosity. What how uh, how is a sloth generous? Uh, the sloth gave me a blunt, dude. Well, damn. Sat <laughs> sat and smoked a wood with the sloth. I thought you were gonna say BJ when you That's said me you too. With I the heard B word. I heard He's BL. like the sloth gave you a BJ. Yeah, bull came out and I was like, yes, I'm gonna go visit a sloth. And he said, unt, and I was like, I will. It really took its time because it was slow, right? Bro, did he puff, puff, puff? And he was trying to give, but it took a long time. <laughs> no, slow BJ. Oh, jeez. Like, oh, wow, yeah. You, guys it, you got both. fucking deplorable. <laughs> I smoked weed with a sloth. I would never let a sloth fillet me. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> we know. You told. You know how many times you told us that? Like almost every time we talk comes up in conversation. I didn't know that was a word full I like oh my I didn't God. know that fillet was Kim like, thought part of fillet that. was like what you do to a steak. Well I know what fillet she is, but I've never heard it just fillet like right. You've got soccer balls filleted when they go flat. All right. <laughs> is fired. that why I just now realized why I thought we're so Jesus okay. Christ, oh my fucking God. <laughs> I feel like Inflate. I just lost six this this just in <laughs> Kim's this retirement. is why I don't. This is what. <laughs> in case you haven't been. This is why I don't do drugs. I like. I can't afford to. You kept getting ripped off. <laughs> she, she, ha- she has to have all three brains. I do. Kim, I want to see you on drugs now. Like I really just want to. I want to be there. Maybe with, I'm smarter on. Uh, drugs. yeah, you. Yeah, you know. I doubt it. <laughs> Thanks for bringing us back to reality. <laughs> All right. But yeah, no, that sounds amazing. That's actually pretty cool. 
Um, Emilio Estevez, tell us your highs and lows for the week. Well, Kim, that's you. That's you. Kim. I was gonna say, like, <laughs> um, okay. I feel like Kim's more of the Charlie Sheen. I'll take that as a compliment. Isn't okay. he hot? Wait, I gotta look him up. Yeah, he's hot um, with AIDS, but that's cool. <laughs> I have so much to Google. Okay, um, <laughs> starting with the word "filet." <laughs> yeah. I gotta not do that on my work computer. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, do that. <laughs> um, okay, my I'll start with my lows, which is also rain related, and um, on our like we have property and <clears throat> we store trailers, like camp trailers and things on the property. And so my low is that when it is raining, sometimes they get stuck. And we had that last night with a big camp trailer that came in. So most of my morning was us digging out this, this one, like 32 foot camp trailer and like pulling it out. And Kim's a Luddite. So her family doesn't believe in tools. So it was all by hand (laughs) (laughs) with the dogs. That's why you got two dogs. So they could help you dig it out. Yeah. And the kids. So wait, did they come in to store it and it got stuck like on the way in or were they trying to head out with it? Okay. Okay. No, they were bringing it in. And of course it was like their first time. Mm. And, um, actually what we think like contributed stuck on the first time. Yeah. <laughs> what they I think what contributed to it though cuz it was just the right side of the camper that um got stuck but when we were digging it out we noticed and I don't even know the name of this part on the trailer but like um It's round and it has rubber on it. It's the tire. <laughs> it well, it's like part of the axle behind the tire mm. like the springs that kind of mm-hmm. um go like left to right Uh, a leaf spring yeah yeah i believe that's what they were like so one of those like snapped and that had already happened before like on i don't know when because they said on their way down from orange county there was people on the road like motioning to them that the right side of the trailer was like a lot like lower like not level so i think there was just so much weight already on that right side when they pulled in with like the wet ground that it it this was probably, yeah, yeah. Who knew? Who knows what it was? It was probably dragon or something. Yeah. So uh, we saw that. So nice. that was my morning. So that was my low. Um, yeah. You want me to go? Want me to do my lows? Uh, hi, I am uh, Fred Astaire, and my lows uh, are uh, a this rain. I 100% agree with Mike and and Kim. Even though I didn't have anything get stuck, that doesn't mean in the morning there won't be some stuck things. You know what happens, though? My window got stuck down on my car, and I think it's because it's been open before when it's rained, and I think it got into the, the wiring a little bit on the door switch. So I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to roll my driver's side window up when it was raining today. So the rain really has played with my emotions as well as my some of the mechanical things in my car. I'm really upset about it. And uh, I wasn't even sure I was going to be able to record tonight because I wasn't sure the Wi-Fi would reach out here to the recording desk. So having said that, fuck this rain. Uh, my other low, this is this is maybe even more infuriating than rain because rain can come and go, but this has been on the up uptick for me. And uh, it's really depress- depressing me. Um, my low is bikes and scooters on the left-hand side of the road. Bikes, bicycles. Push scooters, electric scooters. Um, I haven't seen any uh, like proper like license like license plated scooters uh, do this. So it's all like those 
little e-bikes and bicyclists and things like that. It's mostly pedestrian traffic. But when you're on two wheels or four wheels, it doesn't matter what you're on, whether you're in a, a fucking rascal and you're, uh, you know, 68 pounds overweight and you're uh, going three miles an hour down the road or you're on a fucking bicycle, you're supposed to ride on the right-hand side of the road with traffic. Now, it might not seem like a big deal if you're on a bicycle or a scooter riding on the left-hand side of the road, but guess what? When I have to go, when I'm driving and I want to make a left turn, uh, all you fuck faces that are driving on the left side now, I can't just turn. If you were driving on the right and you were to my right, I would just be able to turn across, you know, turn through uh, a, a gap in traffic and, and make my way onto the street that I'm turning onto. But no, when there's people on the left-hand side going, now you have to wait for all those fucking idiots uh, to be to go past and you can't turn. And then in LA, it's, it's a problem because there's only a limited time in traffic that you get. Now, if everybody was coming towards you and everybody was on the right side of the road moving with traffic, you, it, you know you could predict that, but all of a sudden you're going to turn and there's some retard on a fucking bicycle on the left side of the road riding against traffic and you can't fucking turn. Or, uh, what was the other thing that I, Oh yeah, that's the other thing is it, um, yeah, you're, you're basically blocking, uh, blocking me from going straight too. You know, like there's so many times this in the past two weeks where people riding on the left-hand side of the road has prevented me from turning, has prevented me from going straight in some cases. And I don't know, they just, uh, it's just been pissing me off. And and I see it more and more and more. These people just cruising down. Um, oh yeah, that, that was the other thing is that, uh, I was driving the other night and somebody was coming down the left-hand side of the road and, uh, they were on a scooter and then they just come out into the street and just start going like, you know, like, pedestrian or cars have to yield to me and I was going to run him over. Remember that guy on roller skates, Kim, that I was almost ran yeah. over like a few months ago, that sort of shit. Like, Hey, fuck faces. Just cause you're on a bicycle or you're a pedestrian doesn't mean you can just use the street as your sidewalk. I'm getting fed up with it. And, uh, the mm-hmm. next person I see, I'm just going to run over. So that's my lows. If you do it, if you see Do anybody don't driving, even, don't even fucking lie no, about it. I'm not. I better, we'll I bail better you see out. dash cam footage. I'm not going to bail you out, but I better no. see dash cam Nobody's footage. Nobody's going to be. Uh, this next uh, show you guys do is probably going to be alone because I will be in prison uh, for manslaughter. I think that's, isn't that kind of like the theme with the hosts on creative writing is we all go to jail at some uh, point? At some point, yes. Yeah, thinking Mike was going to be in jail tonight for uh, impersonating a police officer, but uh, no, he's here. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, and I'm, and if you have, if anybody listening right now has had this happen where people are like on the left side of the road and it's fucked with you um, for whatever reason, also, uh, bicyclists using blinding headlights uh, at nighttime. I live on a street that's like super dark. So if they were behind me, no big deal. You know, you're not even staring. But they're blinding me because like, you know, they're all shining their fucking flashlights in my face as they're coming toward me. And I'm like, you fuckers. I just... I, I saw I saw like this like young high schooler kid or something the other night out and it like electric bike at a crosswalk <clears throat> To go, and I don't even—I wasn't even paying an, enough attention to like if he had the right of way or not. But he went to go through the crosswalk, and he's like not even wearing a t-shirt, like had some little headlight thing on. Yeah, it goes to go through the crosswalk, and some and a car is to go like 
left, green left. That's what I'm saying. He's and he's yeah. like the car's like hauling butt, and so like another car kind of sees what's happening and like lays on the horn, which pisses off the other driver to go left. So he like he's like in a little sport car kind of thing, and he's like gases it and squeals out and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, they they were trying to warn him, but he he thought they yeah, were honking it at him. Pissed him off. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, that's the other thing too is that people going left, people in the left lane when there's a left arrow. Mm-hmm. They just they'll be on the left side of the road and they'll just go straight because they're like oh the le- it's green but there's also a left arrow and they just go across and like all these cars that have the green arrow are like slamming on their brakes for them because they're a fucking dunce and they're if they were on the right side of the road they would just go with the regular traffic that's going straight in the right lanes but since they're on the left side they go through and and I, I almost saw a dude get hit like just last week because the arrow was green and he sees the lights also green so he's like oh, I'm just going to go the lights green for me to go straight but it's not mm-hmm. you fuck face cuz you're on the left side of the right anyway long story short if you see anybody <laughs> like that and you've hit them uh email me I'm going to start a creative writing support group um and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk each other off the ledge, and we'll talk each other out of vehicular manslaughter <laughs> Wednesdays <laughs> at seven o'clock or something like that. So yeah, I'm just pissed off about it. It's been happening so much lately that I actually wrote it down. You know, if it was just once or twice, I'd be like, yeah, you know, some idiot. But I, I swear, it's been like every fucking day, uh, some other ass face, some other situation has been popping up because somebody's riding. Uh, against traffic on a, on a little vehicle, like on the sidewalk or, or whatnot, you know? And it's like, I'm all for hooliganism. Trust me. I'm all for, you know, riding bikes and the, and I'm all for mobbing and this and that and doing, you know, I don't care if it's plated or not. You know, I'm not against like the uh, Surons and all that shit being ridden around, you know, and all the stuff that the cops are cracking down on. But when you're fucking, all the people I watch on YouTube that are doing this shit are at least in the fucking, going with traffic. They're not over on the left-hand side being stupid. Yeah. So, I don't know. Long story short, don't do it. Um, let's get back to our highs. Uh, Billy Corgan, uh, what are your highs? That's you, Mike. I already said my highs. He said his high. What? He did? <laughs> You're fired, junkie. Oh, shit. Um, it was the sloth. Tessa oh, yeah. Fuck. Oh, yeah. Her name I, was. That's yeah, right. I have a really good punishment for last week for you. You do? Yeah, you have to call me by my real fucking name for a whole episode. Uh, well, we have to start that on next episode then. <laughs> Fuck, that's going to be rough. Okay. Um, uh, sticky Boners, that's you. Uh, yeah. What is your, uh, what's your high? You can't change it the whole episode. <laughs> um, okay. Would you say Mama Squeaky? <laughs> <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> You're going to see the mom side in a minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, my high. Oh, okay. Speaking of highs, that's those shorts I got that I sent you guys a picture yeah, of. Yeah, hell yeah. Did you actually <laughs> buy those? I did. I have another picture to you. <laughs> oh, God. I bought shorts. No, I went to Spencer's for the first time in forever, and I found some shorts. That, what does it say? Oh, I love hot dads. Wait, what is Spencer's? Shut up. Tell me. Or off the show? Are you for real? Yeah. What is Spencer's? Is it? Is it's a, like it's like a like um, you, well, like hot topic, but oh shit, okay, dirtier. Oh, okay, wow. Never. You heard can of buy it. like they adult. Don't, they don't clean it ever. Yeah, it's like yeah. hot topic, but there's like, 
<laughs> it's just grosser inside. It's like Walmart. Um, I know Marks and Spencers, but I didn't know the Spencers. So it's that's okay. where a while back when I sent you guys the picture of the beer bong that actually has valves. Oh like God, those, that was Spencers. A, I'm gonna buy one of those for the next for Kernville. Mike, is there a Spencers like by you? Do you know what the hell this place There's is? There's like a Spencers in every mall in America. What? Mike, yeah, is you, this true? You know, yeah, if you if you. I feel like you're fucking with us. I'm, I feel I'm like not allowed too. in malls, is what it is. You guys. Whatever. Oh, he's also not allowed within a hundred yards of a school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, are we are we going to get on that topic tonight too? <laughs> yeah. No, because I don't want you to have to like talk about your legal oh, troubles. Do I get to talk? Can I talk about that? Topic I think. Tonight? I think it. I want to hear Mike rant yeah, on that. Yeah. We'll, okay. Let's we'll get, get through that. our highs and our yeah, lows. Yeah. Let's, let's do this shit. <laughs> so, what's your highs? Okay, um, my high. Okay, so yeah, I went to the mall on a Friday night Holy for the first shit. time since like high school. Probably. I was gonna say that was that's crazy. not something old people do. I know it was it was so weird, but yeah, I went to the mall. Um, but really, um, no, my highs in general are just some like personal life things that are like going well and my 20 year wedding anniversary is nice. um wednesday nice. so married um, to the married to the bike married to the life what, what yeah <laughs> yeah so just overall good good feel hey, actually congrats on 20 years like that's pretty legit in today's you know well and yeah i mean like anyone it's not it's up it's and not, downs and things yeah oh but, yeah hell yeah but I feel it's like, am I old enough to have been married 20 years? Oh, yeah, I feel that. Like, yes. Uh, yes, you, yes, are, you are, actually. It's, it's noticeable. Oh, shush. <laughs> shush, theory. My first wife died of cholera. My second wife died <laughs> uh, from a Native uh, American attack. And my third wife now, we're, I don't think we're quite at 20 years, but we're going on it. So congrats. Like, you made it. You made it pretty good. But yes, 20 years is. You are old enough. If I'm old enough to have had three 20-year marriages, you're old enough to have had three one. 20-year. <laughs> yeah. So how about how about your highs? Oh, yeah. Listen. Chunky butt. Uh, butt. Yeah. That's you, Mike, again. Um, my highs, one of them is that Mike got to meet a sloth. That's pretty fucking sick. Oh, dude. It was so cool. Yeah. I'm so happy that I did it. You know what? Sloths, too. I saw this video of a sloth uh, fighting off an ocelot. I don't think it was a jaguar. Maybe it was a jaguar, but it was some sort of jungle cat. And the sloth took matters into its own hands and was like, fuck you, you're not eating me. And I was like, wow, sloths aren't these slow little fucking retarded things that people always think of. Like, they're actually pretty OP and they're strong as all hell. Um, but yeah, I'm stoked for you. That's my high, actually. I'm gonna forget what else is in the notes. Your high is my high is that Mike made a sloth. Yeah. And I'm and I'm I'm with him on that. I stand with Mike. <laughs> I want to know what a sloth feels like. Damn, dog. Well, I'll come and take my shirt off uh, back around <laughs> you next time we're there. Actually, my highs this week, um, I have I have so many. I usually have none. And this week, I have so many. Um, one of them is garage time. And we talked about this uh, in our little text thread that we're all trying to schedule some garage time or personal time. Mm, yeah. And dude, I am so stoked. I'm, I'm in the garage right now, actually. And uh, this week, I may be able to get out here, lap some valves, and hone some uh, hone some cylinders. I'm so stoked about it. And the fact that it's going to be raining means that 
that's more likely than ever because uh, my I've son's got some valves you can lap. Hell yeah, I said lap dance uh, those valves. Uh, my son's baseball practice might get canceled because of all this rain, so I'm pretty stoked. <laughs> like, I was gonna say like that's good, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for once the rain is is good for something. So yeah, the garage time is good, um, and I've been getting out here to like just you know mess around. I feel like I need to clean it up too, though. I feel like there's so many things that are just uh, over the past like year have. I just thrown here and there and here and there. And then I get in here and I'm like, oh, I, I need to like clean this place up, mop the floors, do a proper once over on it. Um, but also, uh, AirPod durability. I accidentally, I got some AirPods for like Father's Day or something like that. And uh, since I've got them, I haven't taken them out of my ears pretty much. I have them in right now, as a matter of fact, underneath my recording headphones. And um, I washed them on accident. I left them in my uh, work pants, and they went through my through the washing machine. And I was like, "Well, there's there goes like a hundred dollar gift or however much AirPods are." Pull them out, fucking charge. You know, put them in. Green light comes on. They sync up to my phone. Really? Fuck yeah! So your AirPods can go through the washer and the dryer. And uh, actually, maybe they just went through the washer. Uh, my wife pulled them out uh, when she was putting the clothes into the dryer, and uh, I just yeah wiped them off. And I don't think they're watertight or anything. I think they just didn't. Uh, I think they're just good, well built, and and the the case still charges and everything. Like they were in the case, <clears throat> and um, so the case and everything went through the washing machine, and uh, yeah, they still worked. So either either um, you know what don't what they what they don't survive is when a dog takes one mm. out to the yard. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That doesn't sound like it uh, comes out good. Or and then they, another nor- one, another one is, uh, my husband was like wearing them out on the tractor, like <clears throat> grading a few, I don't know, last year or something. And one fell out and we just found that one recently when we were out like digging. <laughs> it popped up uh, after the, <laughs> Um, And then also Mike might be able to appreciate this one. Uh, RLCS, which is the Rocket League Championship Series, has started again. And uh, I hate most stick and ball sports, but I sure do love me some fucking car soccer. (laughs) Oh, dude, I can't get behind any sport but car soccer at this point. Yeah. Car soccer. Yeah, it's soccer. And um, so, yeah, dude, there there was some Rocket League change, like team fucking massive like change-ups this year on team rosters it was it was almost as it, it was actually more changes than the uh motocross and moto gp teams made this year <laughs> like the rosters changed more than any motorsport team for sure but um and then the format that they're using this year to uh, make it to the LAN, uh the world championships is a little different and i they kind of went i i watched day one i didn't i didn't watch it live i think it just happened this last last friday um and tonight sunday so it just it happened this weekend and i just caught up to it tonight started watching some of the uh qualifier rounds and the format looks bitching so i'm all about it and i'm just happy that uh, rlcs is back this is like one of the biggest breaks it was 173 days since uh the world championships and i was like yeah it felt like forever they usually have like a fall split and a winter split and like a spring 
you know, they'll just have like little tournaments here and there. And this year they didn't. And I was like, wow, like, I don't know what's going on, but it's been a hell of a long time since I've seen a tournament and boom, this weekend kicks it off. So yeah, RLCS is back on and, uh, that'll give me something to watch. Yeah. I'm stoked. I'm all for it. So that's my highs, man. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's move on. I'm still, I'm still, my, my number one high is still Mike, Mike, uh, interacting with that sloth. I'm stoked about that. <laughs> I, I'm so glad that everyone is as happy as I yeah. am about that. Write us in creative writing podcast at gmail.com. If you, uh, if you're stoked for Mike too, and, uh, let us know if you've ever been like, I'm sure. I'm sure Johnny has like some kind of story about he he ha- actually he owns a sloth named uh, Galantina. So I forgot oh, to mention that. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to talk to Johnny about Galantina. Yeah, hell yeah. He's been. I'll, I'll give him a. Oh, I'll didn't give him you? A few. Didn't you say you actually got to like talk to him? I'm yeah, jealous. I, J- Johnny called me. <laughs> Do you guys get I'm a chat? jealous? He he called me and was uh, talking about the last episode we actually recorded together. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. He he was very happy about it. John, Johnny is a character. Yeah, he dude, was, he's fucking good times. I love Johnny. He 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 he's great. Yeah. Um, we need to do a video thing with Johnny. Sure. We need to do an Instagram live. We all just yes. need to get together, buckle down and do an Instagram live. Once I get my studio set up for throttle down, we can all record do do uh podcast there and then record from there sure yeah we or could, do, do a live from yeah there. we could do one up here too but i yeah i feel like kim is a little bit closer to to down there that doesn't matter I, well so the studio is 40 miles from me which would be 40 miles from kim which would be like 40 miles 140 miles from you <laughs> yeah we'll just say 40 though <laughs> um yeah yeah so and we also have another uh um uh listener coming in tomorrow it's a uh, it's Dr. Mike who is a uh, Nokomoto. He lives in Colorado and hangs with the Noko boys, but he's flying in to go to Palm Springs this weekend. Little does he know that he may not the flooding oh, in the fucking man. desert is going to be insane. That's scary. Is yeah. he going out there to ride? Um, yeah, he was actually going to fly it says he was going to fly into Palm Springs and catch a bus to Palm Desert. Well, he'll, he'll immediately get carried off by the flooded white water river before get eaten by a great white shark. This is what he's saying to me that was going to happen because so he must be paying attention to the weather. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, it's he, he be was horrible. Yeah, he was going to um, rent a. He was going to be in Joshua Tree for a few nights, and he is going to. Uh, was going to rent some motorcycles and ride, which is normally, this is a fabulous fucking time of the year. And if you um, listen to the Recycle Garage, uh, you know, Motorcycles and Misfits podcast, um, they were in Johnson Valley last this past weekend. Oh, and, really? Or the weekend before. And man, it was like blue skies. You know what I'm saying? It was it was fabulous. The race, the, the, the rain just moved in like yesterday yesterday and today so yeah if you were out there for this l- last week it was fucking fabo weather uh and then the shit really hit the fan today like it's it's coming down so hard right now that uh i'm flo- i'm starting to float guys but uh yeah but um anyways yeah so we got it we got a few people coming into town and uh sounds like a few people are reaching out i'm, I'm all about it um do you guys want to do some uh get into some events we got a couple things coming up here oh i have soon. an event hell yeah 
I have an so event. Let's hear about it. This isn't an actual event. Well, it is an event. It's something that happened within the motorcycle community. Oh. And I'm not going to let this go. Yeah. Do you want to um, do, do it as the first thing on the news, as the actual newsworthy headline? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So so the events we got coming up, I see that there's one happening that I think, I don't know, did Kim, did you put the Fast Babes one down? I did, yeah. Um, Fast Babes is doing their annual um, Galentine's Day event at Josie's Hideout on this, is it this week? It's the 10th. So that's two weeks, right? Yeah. Not this, this weekend. Week. This Saturday, yeah, the 10th. This Saturday, yep of February. So yeah, Josie's hideout. Um, it's free to attend, but they do have you go to, um, like there's a link on the page to still register for a spot, even though it's free. Um, they'll have, um, flash art tattoos. It's, it's cool. They have all section, like a little kind of private area up there at the hideout for that. Nice. Or women. Yeah, but men can go and like be creepers and just hang out in the regular part. <laughs> I was gonna say, too. I love the Galentines. Do they have like a Palentines or something like that where guys <laughs> like can a, go? Yeah, so usually if the guys are smart enough, they'll still just go up because there's gonna be a ton of chicks out oh, there yeah. riding and uh, getting their boobies they, tattooed and all sorts of stuff. Yep, yep, yeah, they're gonna be talking about boys. Yeah, boys, that's what all women do when they get together, they talk about the boys. How much, yeah. how much they suck, probably. Um, <laughs> what else is on the uh, so, agenda? We got something coming up um, on the three eight. It looks like Mike, you didn't add to yeah. the notes, so you have to wait. I well, I was going to talk about the one going on three eight, but that's fine. I don't I know, add to the I notes because oh, no, okay, you, go ahead. You can do it because you probably know more than I do now. Well, hey, before we get to that one, though, um, this weekend also, if you're in St. George, Utah, Babes in the Dirt is happening, and I always like to support uh, women's events. So, Galentine's is happening at Josie's. Babes in the Dirt is happening at St. George. It's like Babes Ride Out, but it's like dirt riding for chicks, which I know can probably be kind of hard sometimes uh, since there's like a lot of meathead bros that like to go out and tell you how you're supposed to ride in dirt. So that'll be, that'll be cool. Um, and then February 23rd and tw- 24th and 25th, flat out Friday and mama tried and all that shit's going to be happening. I know built well has been, uh, sending out a bunch of stuff to me on that too. I mean, that's up on our creative writing schedule, but, um, built wells, I think they're going to be there too, since they're like, you know, kind of in the chop scene, that's going to be their big, uh, their big event for February. Um, all right, yeah, let's talk about the 3-8 event we got here. Go ahead, Mike. Um, yeah, so it's the Raccoon King Moto Ranch in Ride Overnight Campout. Uh, my buddy Juan, Raccoon King Moto, is hosting a overnight campout in Warner Springs um, area. It's going to be cool. Axe throwing, music. There's a live raccoon meetup, so you get to actually meet a raccoon if that's what you're into. Are there going to be um, any sloths there? No, unfortunately, no slots at this meetup. So if that's not your thing, yeah. don't go. I'll I, I'll consider it still, but it's not. I'm not 100 percent going then. Um, there's you know it, it's basically it's my good friend's one Juan, Juan's first 
attempt at mo- hosting a motorcycle camp out. I oh, will man. be there. Awesome. It'll be a good time. Hell yeah. I thought you were busy. Nope. He's I busy doing this camp out. I rearranged my schedule. Oh, when when okay. someone's throwing an event this cool that's going to have camp outs, stuff with camping, axe throwing, and it's going to yeah. be out in Warner Springs, you you rearrange your schedule for that. Yeah. I heard I heard there was a raccoon and I had to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, as someone who grew up in Arkansas and has I don't want to bum you out, but I've eaten raccoon. <laughs> and several <laughs> of my family members have owned raccoons as pets. I can tell you that they are far bristlier than a sloth. They look cute and fuzzy, I, but they are actually kind of pokey. I went like coon hunting mm-hmm. in Indiana. Yeah. With, like that's where most of like my mom's family is from Indiana. It and like coon, something you would do there. Coon yeah. hunting is a thing. Yeah. Yep, yep. And on that event too, what um, Mike, they're leaving Friday morning out down south, right? Like there's going to be a meet yeah, to ride out. It's a uh, ride out from San Diego um, Friday morning, the 8th. Uh, riding out to Warner Springs as a group, mm-hmm. set up camp, spend time, hang out, party. There's going to be like, I don't want to say curated rides, but there will be rides to definitely. Oh, yeah. There's a uh, like a hike, there, I think yeah. I saw. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's going to be a hike if that's what you're into. Um, yeah. So there, so he has, um, it's posted and you can buy tickets. Mm. Yeah. 45 bucks. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. And is it at a, is it at a designated, well, actually just by the tickets. Cause they probably give you the information you need to know. And I don't want anybody sneaking on there for free just cause there's going to be a raccoon there. Yeah. We'll beat yeah. you up. Yeah. We'll beat you up. Uh, at raccoon King moto on Instagram yeah. uh, for more details. Um, tell him Melissa, what was my name? This squats. <laughs> M- <laughs> Melissa squats sent you. He'll know. <laughs> Don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> he will. He listens to every episode of this. Do the code. Uh, enter the code Melissa Squats on the promo website. code. <laughs> promo code Melissa Squats for twenty yeah, percent for twenty percent extra. For, yeah. Extra. Yeah. He'll know to put your name on the blacklist. Uh, um, and then there's a couple more things happening. Are you guys mm-hmm. both going to these? You know, um, there is one other event that I didn't put on the list too. That's in the um, also in March. And since Junkie, you mentioned like the Babes events. Mm-hmm. There's Babes in Borrego, March twenty second and twenty yep. through the twenty fourth. Yep. So Borrego Springs is Babes right out um, down there for a million dollars. You can get one eight oh five beer a night. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but at least you know, like post, but, but you'll get instagram clout like you've never had before or TikTok yeah you clout. might get in some pictures mm-hmm. <laughs> and for a for a chicks only event so that you can go around topless and in your underwear they sure do post a lot of instagram and tiktok shit mm-hmm. on there so mm-hmm. yeah yeah so that's we going our, on we're doing this for our privacy hashtag everybody whip out your phone and like let's post it but yeah i know how that works <laughs> but um but so yeah. Yeah, that's happening. And then the Prowl is still, that's um, that's coming up the middle of March. I think it's March 16th, that weekend in Bisbee, Arizona. So that's like a chopper um, show. I, I've been hearing, I've been hearing a little bit about that, like uh, in my clandestine spy networks, a little bit of whispering come through. That is going to be a pretty good event. So, so are you going to that? Yeah. Yeah, we're going. Gotcha. Or I'm going. I don't. Mike, are you 
Are you going? My case choppers. Uh, yeah, as I'm not a big fan. Um, no, I would, I would like to say that I'm going, but the real, the realistic um, side of it is no, I'm not. Yeah. I, I likely can't take the time off work, and I can't afford it yeah. if I'm being a thousand percent. Hey, I just yeah. can't listen that million well, dollars camping, to go to babes right yeah. out. Like Kim's not lying. Some of these moto events are pretty crazy. That's well, there's they are. camping doesn't change the, this 45. The, I know there's other costs. Yeah. The $45 raccoon King thing is a fucking steal. When you think of like most shits, like a hundred oh, with includes, dinner, with yeah, dinner and food. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then I think one other on the list that's still – it's not coming out till April, but is the um, Biltwell 100. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you brought it up, though, even though it's not till April because it does the, – uh, the the sign-up list happened. Uh, they, they yeah, they the opened registration. And racers, yeah. I can tell you that I looked at the sign-up list. So this is like not till April 6th, but people come from across the United mm-hmm. States mm-hmm. to do this race. Mm-hmm. Like it's a dirt uh, – Dirt, um, I think it's 75 miles total, it's looped, right? Yeah, I think it's like the you Biltwell do a loop. 100, the Biltwell 100 is it's, a 100 is it mile 100? race, yeah, it's a 75 <laughs> well, okay. mile race, <laughs> 75 miles plus 25, yeah. And no, they um, do like two laps, I think they're two, it's it's three, laps. three, three 25 or it's four 25 mile laps. I, I think it? it depends on what you're riding, I believe. Yeah, actually, well, okay, so there's a mini, there's a mini bike class, it's yeah. one lap at 25 miles. 25 miles but you're doing the same course okay, as everyone then, yeah, else yeah it's got to be a four lapper i yeah. think they did a three lapper last year or something like that or they've done a two lapper in the past where it was two like 50 milers or close to 50 milers but yeah, yeah maybe they, they're maybe they're shortening it up this they year. have the course posted which i don't remember seeing that last year but mm-hmm. um same area um but I looked at the registration list and I believe it's only pretty much the women's classes that are still open. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of classes though. It's cool. Yeah. And then they have the Pan America, which is um, a new for this year. And I think that one's still open for registration. If any of you guys listening have access to a Pan America and would like to donate it to me for this race, uh, (laughs) I will gladly run in your honor. Yeah. You know what? Fuck. Maybe it's all. Maybe it always has been four laps. I can't remember because I because I've had so many people race in off road races and I can't keep track of how many are two and four down. and all the shit. Because I think the Mint Four Hundred was also had a hooligan class and I think it was four laps, but uh, that would mean they were a hundred laps each <laughs> or a hundred miles each lap if it's the Mint Four Hundred. Yeah, I can't. Re- I can't remember. Maybe it always has been four. It laps. It says a twenty-five mile course we've laid out. Yeah, Let's so see. you lap it four times, um, which is good because you know you don't get too far. I mean, honestly, you get you get fifty miles the pack out will there. Stay pretty close. Yeah, you get fifty mm-hmm. miles out and have a breakdown. That's a hell of a lot. Yeah, long time to go get. It's um one hundred and fifty dollars to register. And but uh, it's too late now, you jerk wads. <laughs> unless you identify as a woman, then you Dude, there's lots of classes open for still. real. For real, yeah. Um, iron fire, I'm not gonna say the B word, but Ooh. there will be beverages, iron fire boobies as normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll be going out there, um, camping. Nice. And if you don't have anything better to do that weekend, uh, maybe you start loading up your car or your chopper and drive into Austin for the hand-built show, which happens April 12th through 14th. 
but uh, that's in Texas, so fuck that place. Um, yeah, these events sound Texas good. This isn't even real. It's not just like it doesn't exist. <laughs> it's all it's all a Hollywood uh, soundstage um, until you're driving across it, and it takes three days. <clears throat> the most uh, the best event on here sounds like Raccoon King's Campout. It's the only one that I've heard uh, guaranteed to see a live animal. So uh, I'm all about that one. Yep. I think right. that'll be fun. Hell yeah. Let's uh let's jump into the news. And we have five unnewsworthy headlines that you won't even want to hear. So why don't we start out with one that you might want to hear about? Take it away. <laughs> All right, guys. So a lot of you are not involved in the Harley Davidson world. You're just involved in the motorcycle world. Uh that's totally fine. That's okay. I, however, would like to point out a member of the Harley Davidson world that needs to be addressed and this is not a good thing uh this is a business cali raised moto some of you may know them they are the people that brought the baja design lights to the harley davidson world the owner of that business was outed this week and when i say outed this isn't allegations there's paperwork there's receipts there's Really, there's everything that needs to be there for me to even make this claim. I, I'm a firm believer in the burden of proof, and unfortunately, the burden of proof confirms that this person is a predator and a child predator at that. Um, the story from this person doesn't make it any better. He had an underage girlfriend at the age of 20. This is all alleged, mind you. Now, at this point, this is alleged because... There's no documents to back this up, to back up what he's saying. And the charges that this man has are distribution of child pornography. Oh, wow. So at the end of the day, this is a person that should not be in our industry. This is Cali raised moto. Um, this is a person that as a consumer, you have the option to buy your products from anyone. I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money. However, I will implore you to consider spending your money in a per to a company that isn't ran by a child predator. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's something that I like, I, I didn't want to talk about this. I, I, I wanted to let, let it be, but as a parent, it just infuriates me. It, it's something, it boils my blood that I, I'm a firm believer that these people, you've given up all rights to a second chance. You've given up all of your everything the moment you become uh, a sex offender, uh, especially against children. You've given up everything. There is no redemption in my eyes. And I, I, I think that it's important that we highlight this, that we tell these people – if you are going to shop for these products, if you are going to shop for mounts for Baja Design Lights for your Harley, consider shopping somewhere else. Do not buy from Cali Raised Moto. If you're into the Jeep world, the Toyota world, whatever, Cali Raised Off-Road side-by-sides, they do all of the off-road lighting as well with the Baja Designs. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't buy from them. Yeah. Banks Performance also does does it for the Baja Designs too. Oh. Is it just this one fella as part of that company or what? It's his company. Oh, gotcha. He's the, he is the owner. Gotcha. Wow. For Cali yeah. raised moto. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I know it's, it's always rough seeing stuff like that. There was a couple things last year that I, I just randomly came across where, uh, 
people were, you know, there was this one guy. I was going to do a, uh, uh, like a true crime show, but it never, it fell through. But there's a few people in the motorcycling world that have unfortunately, uh, some very popular worldwide and some unknown, like this one guy that I, you know, just happened to find in some weird random headlines when I was looking for some unnewsworthy news that, yeah, just, uh, you know, work with kids as a, um, as a motocross coach and have access to kids. And it's like, it's the whole problem I have with my, when my son was in the boy Scouts, I was not, I mean, I was a den leader and the guy that was my partner was a cop, you know? So I was like, I felt pretty good with our den, but the whole time you're like every night on the news, it's like, Hey, were you abused by the, the, uh, Boy Scouts in the eighties or and nineties, you know, blah blah. And I was like, man, my son's like seeing these commercials, and he's a Boy Scout, you know. And it's like, I didn't feel great about the Boy Scouts either, uh, you know, as their reputation, you know, that's a major, major yeah. um, organization, you know. And they have this uh, lawsuit, massive lawsuits going on them from years ago. Uh, even though, even if they changed their tune, it was still. Yeah, it, it always puts a bad taste in my mouth, that stuff, for for anything. And, um, yeah, that's unfortunate. Very unfortunate. It, it it really is, and they've ruined their reputation. There's ah, there yeah. is zero, zero redemption yeah, yeah, for yeah. it. For sure, for sure, yeah. That's never good. Um, gives a bit, gives a motorcycle, anything like that, to me, also gives motorcycling a bad name. You know, like, I don't know, it's, it's weird. Whenever I think of, like, Football, I think of dogfighting now, you know, because Michael Vick, you know, that sort of shit. Like, I know he was like one of the only guys that did it, but you just like remember, like, oh yeah, he was a football player. And then the next time you see a football player, you're like, is that guy a dogfighter? Or like the guys that, like, I forget his name, but there was some guy that like beat his wife up in a, um, Michael Vick. Yeah, no, Mike, not Michael Vick. Mike, uh, there was like a dude that beat his um, wife in like an elevator and some shit. And they yeah, the of, other piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. seeing this. Video. And it's just like, oh, man, the NFL's got some shit to deal with. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you just, you always think of that shit. And then when I, when I say football, like that's the first thing that comes to mind rather than like the sportsmanship and the teamwork and the hard work to get there, blah. Like I always think of the bad shit first. So, yeah, I don't like that sort of stuff getting turned on motorcycling for sure. Interesting. I agree. It's a it's a negative light for sure. Yeah. So yeah, speak with your uh, let your let your money do the talking. Uh, we've seen that that that's worked uh, recently, uh, very recently. Or um, get a bunch of farmers to dump <laughs> poop on his house. Yeah, that's also worked. Germany and France like that apparently works too. <laughs> so uh, shit. Um, the unnewsworthy headlines that we have. There's only five of them. Um, you may not even be interested in these and with right, uh, rightly so because they are totally unnewsworthy and here they go. Number five is uh, Moto America releases the 2024 Daytona 200 schedule. Uh, this is maybe not a headline to you at all, even though it does kick off bike week, which is, uh, should be a biker holiday here in the United States. But I think a lot of people totally forget about it. But March 9th is going to be the Harley Davidson. I'm sorry, March uh, 7th through 9th is going to be the Daytona 200 weekend. <laughs> in addition to the super, the 82nd running of this thing, it's 82 years in the making. Uh, Harley Davidson has a separate pass for the weekend under the Harley Davidson factory race fan package. Um, so I thought that was interesting. And if you go to Moto America's website, they actually have the Harley Davidson little link right there 
as a clickable button right on the homepage for the 200. Uh, the 200 used to bring people from all over the world. And now uh, I think for the, this is only the second year, if I'm not mistaken, I could be totally out of the, wrong on this, but I think this is only the second year or third year that Moto America has run it. Uh, that's how crazy it got. It was um, fell out of the AMA's hands took a couple sport like local Florida sport bike groups to keep it going. Uh, and now Moto America has picked it back up. Um, and it's going to feature on Friday. You're going to see the Roland Sands super hooligan race. Number one, the Belize Moto twins cup race. Number one, King of the baggers challenge race and King of the baggers race one. Uh, and then on Saturday, it'll be the Roland Sands super hooligan race. Number two, the Belize Moto Twins race number two, and then the actual Daytona, which is all super sports now. Um, they're more super bike racing, but that's cool. You'll see super sports and then the King of the Baggers race number two. So it's interesting for Belize Moto and Roland Sands and, and the Mission King of the Baggers. Um, it's going to be Friday and Saturday are going to be rounds one and two of their season. So it's kind of cool. You're going to see two, two races and two rounds for the price of one. Like I said, if you want to click on that Harley thing and get like special access to the Harley only Harley Davidson, yeah. Davidson baby. Yeah. I'm looking at I'm looking at that now. Yeah, they got like some shit where it's like, you know, uh so it's like eighty to a hundred and ten dollars for the pat different passes. Mm-hmm. And the Harley only one gets you like access to their little area. So you know what? Drag specialties did this at um, the Bagger Racing League finals at Willow Springs, yeah, which is really funny to me because Willow Springs, you go there and it's just all open. You know, it's like I didn't know what they were talking about, but that weekend they had made it so that camping wasn't free. Like camping's always free at Willow Springs, but camping wasn't free that weekend because they had bought out the track. Uh, specifically and if you wanted to camp you had to pay an extra like 35 bucks or something like that uh, and I was like well I'm not going to do that you know I was going to camp but then when it was when it cost something so I think Harley Davidson has done this same sort of thing and um, the uh, Bagger Racing League um, drag specialties had bought out you know, had set up a little tiny VIP area right by the start line. And normally you can just crowd the wall and watch the start finish line. And they had about like a 40 foot little area uh, roped off that really didn't make any difference. Cause that front straight is <laughs> so long. I just thought it was funny to pay extra for that little weird shit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, it's so funny cause Willow Springs is usually so low key. And no matter if you're watching the IMSA or NASA or SCCA or even a motorcycle, uh, you know, they do plenty of motorcycle racing there. Um, it's always free. And I just thought that was kind of funny. So I feel like this Harley Davidson thing is similar. They are, um, I'm pretty sure that they're just taking part of the Daytona paddock or the, or whatever, set, setting up their little area and you just get to pay to be in there when really you could just pay the regular shit and just get in anywhere else uh, for free. So I don't know. That's uh that's why I I think you might not even care about it, but um but it is cool that you do get to see two two races, um two days back to back, basically for if you camp, you know you just get in one time, you know like a, a, a lot of Moto America racing is cool because it's two race two races at one venue. You know, it's not like Moto GP where you have to travel the world to watch race one and then race two is in a totally different country or different part of the country. So I like that. Um, next on the uh, headline number four is turn 14 distribution. And this may be something that you don't even care about. Turn 14 distribution 
um, has moved their new headquarters uh, near the Fort Worth, Texas area. They're moving into there, rather. I'm sorry. And um, Tucker Power Sports, which is, uh, I don't know who used to distribute Tucker, if they distributed their own, uh, you know, they just distributed a lot of other people's uh, junk. But Tucker Power Sports is now in turn 14 distributions warehouses. They have three of them, one in Pennsylvania, one in Texas, and one in Nevada. And uh, this article that was written about a week and a half ago said that the uh, inventory, Tucker's inventory, should be out to dealers uh, by the end of January, which is just a few days past. You know, we're, we're, we're just in the beginning of February here. So hopefully if you've had something on order, you get it. But Turn 14, they are like a new distribution company that's taken over a lot of I'm stuff. I'm looking at, yeah, this is kind of interesting to me because I do, I work in like, supply like medical supply distribution and Mm -hmm. i'm looking at their warehouse um it's it's large it's 723,000 square feet yeah yeah it's also interesting that like tucker and um oh god tucker tucker rocky uh who's the other ones Uh, like drag specialties um there was a whole bunch of them that was under, I forget what the, uh, was it mag? Was it motorsports action group or something like that? I, for, I forget exactly who owned like all these people, but turn 14 kind of came onto the scene recently and they, uh, they're who I've been hearing a lot and it's pro- partially because of aim. So I'm going to be at aim uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, this week and turn 14 is like sponsoring a lot of the stuff there. Like turn 14 has a whole huge part of the floor, but they also are sponsoring several of the events there. So turn 14, I think is like, is sort of the new kid on the block for, uh, for power sports. And so it's it not says, re- um, it says like the name, it says the turn 14 distributions names derived from the historic L Hart Lake, El- Wisconsin racetrack racetrack. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I knew there was something about their name too. I've, I, I read I that in one of their press releases, but it's just, it's interesting that, uh, no, none of those name brand, um, I mean, if you, if you're familiar with JC Whitney from back in the day, you'll, you'd know, like they don't make the stuff, they just distribute it, but that's a big, that's a big deal. And Kim, you probably know that from your line of work, being a distributor mm-hmm. is a huge, yeah, huge thing. So yeah, it's, it's interesting that we're going to see a lot more turn 14 here in the future. Uh, pretty much. Um, headline number three also. And so, yeah, so that's not really head, headline newsworthy to most people, but in a few years, if you start hearing turn 14 everywhere, just you know, that's why they're, they're the new kid on the block taking over for all this other shit. Um, you heard it here first. Yeah, I heard folks. it here first folks. People that don't <laughs> care. The people that <laughs> give you fucking pedestrian news. Uh, headline number three is Cove is making news in the UK. Uh, the Chinese brand, I talked about them a little bit uh, during the Dakar because um, there was a t- shit ton of them. They're a Chinese brand. Uh, their first, I think that 2022 was their first year of the Dakar and the whole team survived till the end and didn't, you know, didn't have any uh, breakdowns or mechanicals. So that was a huge first showing uh, when like, you know, KTM and Honda and shit can't even do that uh, half of the time. Uh, this year, Mason Klein, the U.S. solo guy, was on a cove, and he broke down a little bit uh, into like the first, I think the first stage he might have broke down or second stage. But he, uh, a lot of the other guys were still still rocking it. And they're a name that's only been around, I think they're only six years old, actually, this company. But um, but they're pretty, already making a, making a name. I mean, you know, doing it by racing 
one of the world's hardest races is one. But um, I saw this headline uh, out of off of MCN uh, Motorcycle News in the UK that they're releasing this 800X rally, and it's basically the same. Uh, it's a 790cc parallel twin. It didn't say it was the same one that CF Moto made because I think they're totally different companies. But it's very similar to the uh, CF Moto 800MT that. Uh, CF Moto is making bikes now for KTM also, and so this is this is one of those Chinese brands that's making pretty quality bikes and they're pretty affordable. Which I it, I have a feeling that like the next ten years is just going to be us like saying this over and over again. These China brands are finally the the quality build quality of them it's just it's going to be just like japan was in the 60s and 70s japan you wouldn't have like looked at that shit twice and then in the 80s you're like hmm japan stuff is pretty good and now japan's known for precision right and i have a feeling china is going to be doing the same thing over the next like 10 years for sure because they still make some really cheap shitty shit but if you're going to be paying you know eight thousand bucks rather than one thousand bucks they'll make you a pretty good a pretty good machine. So uh, yeah, Cove is one of those ones that uh, has come, come out recently. I don't know if they're ever going to make it to the U S um, they're not even sure they're going to make it to the UK, but it is just one of those, one more of those Chinese based bikes that we're going to see displace. I mean, if, if KTM is partnering with them, how long before they, uh, you know, take over KTM, <laughs> you know, basically like make bikes that are more affordable than KTMs, but KTMs using them. So you're like, well, fuck, they're, they're the quality of KTM. If they're the same bike with a different graphic package on them. And then eventually KTM's like struggling, you know, uh, because you can buy something for, you know, two or 3000 bucks cheaper. So it's, it's just interesting to me, um, that another noticeable brand, uh, Popping out of China. Um, headline number two, uh, MCN Australia this time. Um, I know the editor, the ch- uh, editor-in-chief of uh, the Australian Motorcycle News um, does not believe in having Motorcycle of the Year articles. Like some some motorcycle magazines do this. American Rider, or uh, Rider, I'm sorry, an American, um, shit, there's Roadrunner does it. Uh, there's a couple of, there's a couple of the magazines uh, out of America that does it. Um, and sometimes the UK magazines will do it too, but not many, uh, apparently not, not MC in Australia. They don't like these, uh, motorcycle of the year awards because they're really subjective and they don't really mean anything. But one of the editors every year of that website takes it upon themselves to name, uh, a motorcycle of the year just for us. And they got to throw their legs across quite a few. Uh, and the one that they came out with was the BMW M1000 R as the 2023 motorcycle of the year unofficially for uh, MCN Australia. Um, this isn't news to me, nor probably anybody because the M1000R is like the most ridiculous street bike ever invented. Uh, it's really the M packages are more or less race bikes <laughs> and it's the naked race bike. So you have a, a fucking 200 horsepower motorcycle, but with no fairings on it, you know, good luck holding on to that while you're uh, in full, full talk at top speed. Um, but uh, as I was writing that down, I, I remember that, the Kawasaki also makes the ZH2, which is also a naked street bike based on a supercharged, uh, you know, one liter motor that also does like uh, 
I think that one might have like 200 plus horsepower and goes like, uh, I don't know, 300 kilometers an hour. So same, same sort of thing. The BMW M1000s, the ZH2s, like ridiculously fast street bikes. Um, the M's, uh, if you look at the M's this year, they got a ton of wings on them, like little winglets and shit. And so they're even uglier than a normal uh, naked street power bike. So yeah, really? Is that uh, is that a headline worth knowing? I, I don't think so. One guy thought that bike was cool and uh, I don't. So there you go. And then finally, and this one, this one is... Uh, near and dear to me. Uh, this one goes right along with my low of the week of having people drive on the left-hand side of the street on their stupid bicycles. Is headlights. They're getting brighter and brighter. And MCN UK did an investigation. Most of them are illegal. Um, and then I get dazzled a lot. Like I do get dazzled by bright lights. And I, I, I've noticed that more and more and more cars with the HIDs, I don't even know if they're HIDs, but I think they're just like LEDs. And they're so fucking bright that when I have cars driving behind me nowadays, all I see in front of me is the shadow of my own car. My own headlights aren't even bright enough to light up the road. Like their lights are so fucking bright that it's like brighter than my headlights in front of me. And I I actually see a shadow in front of my car where my headlights are shining. That's how sad my headlights are. They're halogens. Um, And I don't know if this happens to you guys, especially you, Kim, kind of living out away from town, but mm-hmm. car, cars these days, the headlights, I feel like everybody's driving around with their brights on. Yeah. And then you flick even, it and they turn on their brights and you're like, holy shit, you know, like. Yeah. Even, um, I forget like when Brian, when my husband had the, um, like the bike before, like a street glide special, I don't even know what lights it was, but his it seemed like they even adjusted to, um, I don't know if not like an auto, it seemed like they were almost like an automatic bright and not, but it was just like, you know, when you angled, they would adjust on the yeah, bike. Yeah. And when I would be in front of him, I'm like, what the F is going on? You know? And yeah. I'm like, you go. Cause I'm tired of seeing your brights off on or adjusting whatever the heck they're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't him. It was just, I forget what brand yeah. it was. That does um, that. If his bikes, if it was a newer bike too, they probably have cornering lights too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. Yeah. And it was like, okay, of course, like I'm in front and we're cornering and it's like, screwing with me yeah yeah i'm like you go mike i have yeah. input there just get better what like ignore ignore the lights yeah there you well go. of course i right but like when it's totally dark and we're going in curves at night you know like you know up through pala and things like that and so it's you notice it even more because you're in total darkness yeah my my trouble is that people coming toward me, like I can't fucking see my screen. Oh, it blinds the shit out of me. I have astigmatism yeah. in both eyes. I yeah. cannot drive at night. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Oh, so you're just like me. You see little stars around everything as it is. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I can't. I can't drive at night because of these assholes, yeah. dude. Or so, the light bars. I I yeah, think it's like even yeah. just not even cars, like other bike lights. Mm. Even if well, they're coming towards you, a lot of bikes are, are switching to LEDs nowadays too. Yeah, like almost. Well, every it's bike. the I'm gonna keep I it do. a thousand. It's those damn Baja design lights. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I like, do get them off the streets. <laughs> I do like the LED lights on the bikes because you can see them so much 
better. That, that's the thing. That's what that's what but it's the like, thing is. It's good and bad. Right. You don't need them on your like crash bar. You don't need yeah. like 20 lights on your yeah, freaking yeah, yeah. bike. Listen, if you're out in the middle of the desert and you have no fucking light, there's no lights and you're you're doing 85 miles an hour across the sand and you need 16 fucking lights on your motorcycle <laughs> pointing a mile out so you don't crash into a gully, sure. But driving down the fucking street in Junkie's neighborhood with your whatever fucking cars there, I don't even know what they are, but I feel like it's a lot of Euro cars. It has like Mercedes It's probably like a 1990s Honda Civic. <laughs> no, I have the 1990s Honda bikes. Civic with the halogen headlights. These are like new <laughs> cars and they have like for yeah. for instance this is true now this isn't lying i know you always think i'm making shit up but bmw has fucking laser headlights and they have mirrors laser. and everything yeah they're lasers and they have like a mirror diffuser um and it's so that they can cut the darkness better um, and it might even be for the adas shit so adas is like the advanced driver assistance systems like all the emergency braking and this and that and the little cameras and shit shines through your headlights to see that well at nighttime mm -hmm. the cameras can probably see a laser better than it can an actual illumination of a light so yeah they have all sorts of crazy shit and it's blinding people and that's what this MCN UK investigation found out is that older people as your eyes get more fucked up as you get older it's easier to dazzle old people and people like me and Mike that have astigmatism and everything looks fuzzy to begin with um, they decide not to ride or drive at night. They have been like, mm -hmm. you know, so, and, and my thing was this, this, I had this crazy thought about three or four months ago when this, I was thinking of this already. And then when I read this red list headline, I was like, holy shit, this has like always been on my mind since like the last couple of years. Um, but uh, about three or four months ago, I had this thought like, what if they're making lights brighter and brighter and brighter to force people to use automatic driving vehicles? And so they can just <laughs> basically like, because your car doesn't care if the lights are bright, but you do, right? So they're like, oh, well, now we need to mandate like, yes, yeah, so uh, self-driving cars so that everybody will do the speed limit and everybody will do this. And if you're a baddie, we can just make your car on. I just had this big brother like thought, you know, so long story short, I may be wearing my sunglasses at night. So that I can, so that I can drive. Um, yeah. Anyways, that is our unnewsworthy headlines. Uh, we've been yammering on here for what a good hour, a little over an hour. Hey, creative writing listeners! This is Moto GP from the Noco Moto Podcast, the best motorcycle podcast that you've never heard. Why haven't you heard of us? I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but. I think the Clobman Pickle Corporation has been paying iTunes to repress any other motorcycle pickle-related content. And, like, our theme song barely even mentions pickles, but whatever. Just give us a listen. For over 131 years and several months, Clobman's has been supplying quality pickles to motorcyclists the world over. Legendary icons such as Sylvester Roper, Oscar Hedstrom, William Harley, Betsy Stringfield, Frank Willoughby Cotton, Evil Knievel, Nikki Hayden, and Sachiro Honda have all quenched their desires for a thick, juicy pickle sliding across their greasy, willing lips with none other than a fine specimen from Klopman's. Join the Hall of Fame, win your first race, impress the judges, put a Klopman's in your mouth, and a championship trophy on your shelf. Klopman's, not for dreamers, for doers. 
Swabman's, the only pickle for motorcyclists. Have you got a million dollars or more lying around in uninvested cash funds? If you do, Rothman's Beans wants your number. Rothman's Beans, be part of our new bean solution. Yes, Rothman's Beans is offering investors with million dollars or more an opportunity to invest in our wonderful bean solution starting now. We have packages available. Just email us at rothmansbeans.com. Email investfuture at rothmansbeans.com and be part of our bean solution. Securities and investments at Registry Commodity Futures Options for Futures and other non-deposit investments, products, and services are not insured by the FDIC and may deposits and obligations guaranteed by Rothman Beans or Rothman Bean Holding Company are subject to investment risk, including possible loss of the principal amount invested. Rothman's Beans. We are not a fiduciary advisor. Do not take anything into account that we have said. Not available in Hawaii, Alaska, or anywhere where fiduciary stuff is fiduciary. Rothman's. The next bean adventure. Rothman's. The only bean solution. All right. We are back. Uh, we are. You're still listening to Creative Writing against uh, your therapist and your best friend's advice. And uh, now we're going to get into our main topic this week, which is some of the new bikes that have came out in 2024. We made some predictions that we thought were going to happen. Those still may happen. Give it time. Um, but... As far as 2024, I feel like not not everybody's even announced all their new models yet. If they have, it's a pretty weak lineup. But I just wanted to know, do you guys have a current current bikes right now that are, you know, heating your panties? Uh that's a fucking awful. Let me let me think of something funny there. I'll try to edit it. Did in you say post. heating or eating? That's eating your panties. Eating. That's a Japanese guy that buys them out of the vending machine. Those those are the guys who eat panties. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Do you have a, a motorcycle that um that has just got you, you know, just you got you going crazy? Two year? of them, really? Okay, I, I see. I want to hear it because I get overwhelmed by all the shit that's out, and I don't get really too excited about it. But if you've got a couple, I want to hear about it. Okay, so I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be 100. This one, the first one I want to talk about, really isn't different okay uh it's just a paint scheme okay but it is the 2024 ninja zx 10r 40th anniversary edition yeah 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 i love me a retro paint job on a fucking street bike i have such a soft spot for like that early 90s uh coloring that kawasaki had the blue white and green yep oh my god it does something for me and they brought it back now granted i can't afford a zx10r i cannot spend twenty thousand (laughs) dollars on a street bike right um plus the ridiculous markups that these are gonna have in the dealerships yeah but oh it's a good looking bike it is. It's like the I'm looking at the blue and white and green. Yes. 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 Yeah. Hmm. They also did. 
I don't know if they did a special paint for them like Yamaha did because Yamaha did the same thing with their YZs. Oh, they did some pretty sick like purple, purple and white and maybe even aqua. Yeah, Yamaha did some awesome retro graphics for their YZ yeah. bikes this year. But Kawasaki did the, they have their 50 years um On the, the green and purple, dude. Yeah. Oh, it's so sick. Yeah, so they did like a little green and purple and I think they have green seats uh, this year for the first time in a while too. So yeah, they tried to, I know they did try to get a little wacky with the, uh, paint schemes this year. So yeah, that, uh, and I think on their, um, their, I don't know if it's the KX 450 that they did it on. Uh, I can't remember if it was that one, but yeah, they, they tried to, they tried to go a little crazy too with their 50th anniversary. So yeah, I'm all about this fucking, uh, you know, the, it's the 50th anniversary of Supercross coming to the United States, you know, and motocross really. But yeah, so, so I'm all about these awesome little, little paint schemes. And I got to say that Ninja one has been a talking point at my work too. Uh, a lot of people are loving that. And, uh, I have to, couldn't agree with you more. Um, I like, I like that. A very unexpected actually. Let me just, let me just say that I, I w- wasn't expecting you to say that one. That's a uh, really, I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Uh, Kim, you got any that you've been, or actually Mike, you got, you said you had two. Yeah. So this one is going to come as a surprise for a lot of people because, uh, the headlight, uh, is like the one drawback on this bike, but the 2024 road glide CVO ST mm. is special. So this is a factory bike. This is a, everything I'm going to tell you about (laughs) everything on this bike for Harley. You have to bear in mind, this is Harley Davidson. So you're going to go, well, so-and-so bike already has this or so-and-so manufacturer already did this. Yeah. But this is like actually Harley listening to their consumer for the first time fucking ever. Um, so this is a road glide with the 121 cubic inch motor. Uh, the M8 121. It's it's a gnarly gnarly motor. Uh, that that's that's a no no shit motor. It's got from the factory a ton of carbon fiber, which may not seem like that big of a deal, but it is. It's got short bags, so the bags are not as long um, as they would be on like a normal road glide. Uh, they're shorter. It's got. Granted, still two pipes rather than a two into one, which is what everyone's going to inevitably throw on this bike. Uh, it's got two pipes going to the back, but they're Screaming Eagle pipes. They're carbon fiber tipped. Like they look really good. Um, the and le- thing that, yeah, do it like left and right too. Yeah, yeah. The thing that blows me away about this this bike comes with factory installed crash bars yeah. that don't look like shit. They look like. If you go see a road glide, like someone's built road glide, and it has like, I, I don't know how to describe them, the the bars. These bars don't look like shit. Like they, well, they look like aftermarket crash yeah. bars. First of all, it's they, not an engine crash guard like most road glides have that you would see like the mustache. It, it's kind. legit frame protection. It is It is like a bar with Delrin like sliders on the end of it. Yeah, it. this is like to me and it has piggyback shocks. I, I forget if they're old. It, it's got it's got Olin's piggyback mm-hmm. shocks. It's got inverted front suspension, mm-hmm. inverted front Olin suspension. It's got uh, a normal bar setup. So this is a big deal because on the road glides like you have to 
do a lot of stuff to put T bars or put like any sort of bars that aren't giant meat hooks or ape hangers on a road glide. Like you have to do a lot of work to the bike to actually get it to where it can accept these where now it's just you can bolt up risers and bars to a road glide like there's no change there um it's got really nice uh fairings like the the cowling that comes down off the fairing it's just a good looking bike yeah and it's fucking mean uh, I, I got to hear one. It's fucking mean, dude. The the carbon fiber front fender, everything about it. And the headlight admittedly looks like an Indian Challenger. Like, I'm not even going to try and defend the headlight on this thing. But if you do see the headlight on, like when you actually see the headlight on in person, because pictures don't do this thing justice. In person, the thing looks pretty mean. I, I really like it. I think that this is a great step in the right direction for Harley. It's got awesome, like it's got legitimate um, knurled floor, floorboards on it from the factory. Like everything about this bike, yeah, shows that they listen. So why don't, rather why than, don't you explain to what ST means? Um, so the ST is like the sport touring model mm-hmm. variant of the Harleys. So this is a a touring bike, but it's it's Got some fucking balls. Yeah. Speaking of the like Daytona 200 and the bagger race, this is this is like a almost bagger ready like homologation bike. Like you said, the bars, the, the old the old bars on these things were so wacky because they had like the instrument cluster came over half the bars. There was the bars were really wide in the center. Like, like the, I think that's what you were you were talking about. Like, just just the handlebars were so fucked up on the old ones is because half of the center console came over it, and on these ones, they're normal bars. Like, you can put race bars or whatever you want to do on there to match your, you know, race um, protection sliders. St- stock front suspension has preload. Mm-hmm. You you can adjust the front suspension on, which I know a lot of you guys are like, well, you can adjust the front suspension on my fucking Honda. I've been able to do that with this bike for 30 years. Why is that a big deal? It's it's not a big deal that you can do it. It's a big deal that you can do it stock on your Harley. On a Harley. Yeah. Are those, are those um, shocks actually... Um, Olin's because I'm looking yes. at them and it's like there's these little Harley stickers on them. Uh, yeah, they, they, they Olin's is making the screaming eagle pass through. Yeah, shocks mm. and everything Harley has to say Harley on it. Basically, do you, do you know that the heart we used to <laughs> at my my job we, we used to list Harley bolts for not bolts. I'm sorry, hose <laughs> hose clamps because the hose clamps actually have a little Paharan shield stamped on them, and so oh, really? it's like yeah. So it, it wasn't just like a regular hose clamp from you know your Granger box or something. You had, yeah. we had to list them because they were specially uh, embossed with Harley Davidson. So I'm sure Harley has Harley on everything, but I, I don't. Harley isn't manufacturing these piggyback yeah. reservoir shocks. And basically, the the saddlebags that you mentioned too. Mike, are the new... I like this whole body actually is from the CVO kit last year. The CVOs debuted these new fairings. Uh, they debuted the new um, saddlebags that have the upswept like 
I think it looks trick. It's like the like a cut, like an undercut. The bags don't go well, all the way down like in the back. It's like kind of the stunty bags. Yeah, there they undercut. It's go. cool. I, yeah. I, I'm really digging this bike. I, Granted, I like also those. a bike I can't afford. Well, it's yeah. $44,000. Yeah. It, it, it starts at that. <laughs> yeah, starting. Um, but, you know, those those bags, I, that was like one of my favorite things from last year, too, when they came out is like the the, the way that they redesigned these bags. They're sli- they're a little slimmer like on these ones though they're not but when the um like the uh the el diablo and stuff came out that was uh the first time you'd seen them and then when the the el diablo was only one year so the the next year they called it what the lowrider st and the bags are a little skinnier these ones bow out a little bit the but they still... harley sport glide had the same bags that, that's, and they, that yeah. was done first that okay that's that's what i'm thinking of and um yeah so it had these same bags and on these baggers like on this road glide they do you do have definitely more uh volume in these they don't go straight like the first ones the first version did they're way they're way bigger but it's still very very bagger racing uh they're higher than the pipes they don't dip down over the pipes like the old style used to um i would even say that these floorboards are mid control rather than forward control they're not like super mid control but they're way more mid control than you've ever seen before on a harley um, if you even look at the CVO from last year, like the those are definitely forward control, and these are these are backed up uh, a good you know six inches or something. And I think the ST they really took it to the uh, to give them some credit. They're making a, a bike that you can buy and go race. Basically, this this looks a lot like Wiggins. Um, he bought a Street Glide, but he the fairing that he got from. Um, Saddleman or whoever it was that gave him the the fair alloy arts, I forget who gave him the the fairing was a road glide fairing, and it really doesn't matter if you have a if you have a race bike, it doesn't matter what fairing you stick on there. But the the ones that are frame mounted are what you need basically for racing because you don't want it to move as you're moving the handlebars um, or give you buffeting. So he had a street glide to put a road glide fairing, and it looks like this bike. This the way the piggyback shocks mount. These these saddlebags, uh, these version of the saddlebags, they all look like Wiggins' um, uh, bagger that he made, which looks like all the other baggers that are racing. So this is basically like a Harley Davidson saying, "Hey, we're making a factory like bagger racer. You can see this bike basically racing at Daytona if you buy it, you know, and ride it down to Daytona and watch watch this uh, a version of this bike race. I think it's their their because uh, if you look at the seat and everything, it's it's this is unlike any other road glide they've ever made, you know." I'm surprised you picked this one too, Mike. I, I it's a, uh, yeah. I, I I don't really like Harley's that much because you know they're uh, for that price. I could probably get eight, uh, three of every bike I have in my garage right now. <laughs> but well, I I agree, and that's yeah. that is the reality. Yeah. For the price of these bikes, you can get yeah. a lot yeah. more. But I do appreciate that a a company like Harley is uh list like you said listening. They're they're making what uh people are using now and not just making a bike just because they can make it. They're making like what people might want. And maybe they'll get a few guys like saving up a few bucks, you know, get a few clams together to buy this now that they don't have to go out and buy a fucking old road glide and then make this bike. Yeah. Know, dump the money into it to money do into all the stuff, this. That ha- what it has already. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they just, you could buy it now and it looks bitching and you know, it's got came from the factory like that. That's pretty, pretty cool. Interesting. Um, Dawson, what do you, uh, you got any, your eyes on any new bikes? You know, like I have, I, 
I haven't really, but the, um, you know, I was looking at the new Harley lineup too, and Mm -hmm. I really like the, the freewheeler that's come, came out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It has like, yeah, (laughs) I can't even be serious about this. No, okay. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even fake it. Um, no, uh, yeah, I really, I'm just trying honestly not to even think about anything i don't want to get distracted with new bikes so i haven't been looking or trying to think about it but um i'm not really a fan of that new the the st one that mike i like how it like he said it has um all those little extras that people do spend time um you know put on afterwards so i like the the thought with all of that um i of course, I'm just going off looks. I don't like that eagle thing on the side. <laughs> the graphic. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't even. Does that come in any other? Uh... It looks like there's black, the black and the white, but they both have that um, design on it, the eagle yeah. head and stuff going back. That's kind of weird to me. Um, now, the only thing that kind of catches my eye, as usual, is a, the Road King special. Um, looks pretty nice. I like the white. Of course, I'm just going off colors basically, but I've always liked the Road King. Um, so I like to see that out there. And then maybe the Fat Boy. Oh, um, I'm not really a Pan America person, but I do like that new Pan America with those bags on it. The like, CVO. I, I, you, you mean spending eight grand more for <laughs> for some saddlebags for a thousand dollars in bags? Yeah, like what? Whatever. <laughs> it's just money. I was, <laughs> I was pretty surprised that they with chose that with that attitude. Buy me a Panamera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure, for the Biltwell. I was just buy it for me. I'll run the Biltwell maybe, but just buy me one. Okay. I was pretty surprised that they. Um, made this Pan America a CVO to be honest. Mm-hmm. And for 283 is what I'm seeing on my screen for the for the literally $8,000 more. Yeah, it's $8,000 more for bags and those for and those pa- bags and paint. Bags and paint, dog. Um so th- it's basically minus that $8,000 and for 23 I think you can get a BMW uh 1250GS adventure with all the bags and crash bars on it for the price of the base Pan America. So yeah, I don't think they're doing themselves any, any favors in the, uh, the battle against BMW to make like the most leisure, you know, luxury cruiser here, not our luxury adventure bike when the base, um, adventure, which comes with the, with the bags and comes with the crash bars and all that shit is the price of your, um, you know, your base Pan America and you add eight grand to, yeah, basically get the bars and the, the, the paint, you know, you're, you're, you're paying for panniers. Who's going to buy one of these and not put saddlebags on it anyway, you know what I'm saying? So to spend 8,000 more for that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I do like this though. The Pan America last year had a wheel option for the spoked wheels, but, um, this year they're showing it as stock. I, I don't know if you can get cast wheels this year, uh, on the CVO, but uh, it comes stock with those cross spoke wheels, which is pretty cool. You know, I think that the, that's a smart thing to do. Um, 
Yeah, I'm trying to do like the side by side to compare just to see. Yeah, they were last year. They were they. I know that they're. I know the laced wheels was an option, but um, because cast wheels are just garbage for dirt. But uh, but yeah, I, I, it's a lot of money to spend. Um, when you can already get like a KTM, or, you know, anything else. Like Mike said, eight thousand dollars for mm-hmm. bags and paint. That's eight thousand dollars is a lot more money where you could just go get a KTM or Triumph 1200, you know, that already has all this shit on it for, for less than that. So I don't know. So, well, my thing is go look at the used Pan America market. If I go and buy a used Pan America, I can get bags. I can get laced wheels. (laughs) I can get tires. I can get everything and still be 10 grand less. Yeah. Yeah. I was, you know, that is true. The used Pan Americas, um, they're a lot of guys got them. A lot of Harley guys got them and then realized they're not riding your typical Harley. They're riding a GS, basically, and they're like, yeah, I don't like this. And so, yeah, I think that there's, I think it's a lot of, um, I don't know, I think there's a lot more regret purchases and it's kind of flooded the market with a lot of used Pan Americas. That and the recall that they had uh, like the first year was uh, not very good. So, yeah, you probably get Half a half price one. Uh, that's a couple of years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so interesting. But it is an interesting choice to make a fucking CVO out of this bike. You know, like they must feel pretty confident about it. Be pretty proud of it. Well, it, it's selling really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the thing about it. It is, yeah. it is contending in its market. It is, uh, and you know. Oddly enough, speaking of like all this racing shit we've been talking about, there's quite a few guys that have got the bagger, or I'm sorry, the Pan America and just taken all the fairings off it and raced it in the, um, I forget exactly what class it fits in, in the um, bagger racing league, but it does fit into a class um, because it has that 120 horsepower water-cooled motor. Uh, it's not an air-cooled you know, Milwaukee eight. Uh, so it was super fast. And then they were racing it. It was like the lightweight GTP class or something like that. I forget exactly what it was, but you just take the fairings off and it basically looks looks like a giant XR 1200 from like, you know, 2015 or something like that. It's crazy how these bikes look with no fairings on them. They look, they look like Harley Davidson made a sport bike. Basically it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And so they were racing those shits, um, in the, in the bagger racing league already. Uh, just because of that motor is way more powerful than the Milwaukee Milwaukee eights, I think. So or has way more horsepower, at least. Um, yeah, the re- well, it's it's it revs out to ten grand mm-hmm. on a it, it for again. You the Harley my Honda revs out to thirteen thousand. <laughs> yeah, you know, shit, your Honda revs out to thirteen thousand. Yeah. It is it's impressive that Harley's making a ten. 10- KRPM motor. Yeah, like. that's, that's water cold for you know. Finally, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's interesting. It's very interesting these uh, these bikes. But yeah, I think it's it is interesting. Pretty cool. Um, let me see. I I don't really have any that I noticed that I liked. Uh, I do I do like I I like a lot of shit. I like that the Suzukis are coming out and like really blowing people's minds with the parallel twin eight hundreds. I like the fact that there's like a MT07, um, I'm sorry, an R7 now. That's a 700cc parallel twin, and I think it will do well against the Suzuki um, GSXR8 and the GSX8S. Um, I think it'll do. I think it'll do good against those. Uh, 
but yeah, anyways, I think I think that there's a lot of cool stuff that Suzuki's coming out with. Um, having just talked about that last week with our with our buddies from NOCO, the Suzuki's are uh, making some pretty good stuff. I, I wish they would get in on this 40-year shit because Suzuki really made some good sport bikes back in the day. Um, they made a lot of uh, really cool, you know, ninja counterpart sort of stuff. Um, you know, with the when the GSXR came out, it was like massive sport bike. I, I don't know. I really like that. I wish Suzuki would be jumping on this 40, 40 year shit and 50 year shit that the, uh, other, other manufacturers are jumping into, but, uh, they haven't yet. Maybe we'll see that they're almost five years behind everybody else. But, um, I am pretty, this is weird to say, but I am pretty excited that, uh, Harley Davidson is stepping outside their comfort zone to make some of the bikes that they've made. And my friend at work is a huge Harley, uh, lover and every single time BMW does something, he gets a little bit more frightened, and I love it. I love to see him scared and see the competition. But um, speaking of that, I uh, this weekend, no, no, not this weekend, about uh, maybe midweek last week, for the first time, uh, I saw a uh, R18 in the flesh, in the, in, in the wild, hauling ass by. And I got to say, those Boxer 1800cc motors sound way better than... Harley's, uh, any Harley I've ever heard. Harley's just get to me. They just get louder and louder when you build them and put pipes on them. They just get kind of they they start out a little annoying and they just get more annoying the louder they get. They just get louder basically. But this R18 went by, and I was like, holy shit, that that fucking Road King is sounds amazing. And then as he went by, I realized it was an R18. And I hate. I thought I'd always hate the R18s because they look ridiculous. The fucking cylinders stick out in front of your knees. They're just a ridiculous uh, motorcycle. I hate those R18s. I, I hate the way they look too. But they, I got to tell you, they sound pretty titties. So that's uh, they got one thing going for them. Um, other than that, yeah, they're total pieces of garbage. <laughs> I, I hate them. Um, but having, having talked shit about the, uh, the R18s and I, I hate the way they look, um, and not being a big, huge fan of the, uh, M1000R just because it's so fucking wacky. I did notice that BMW came out with its first non-beaked adventure bike this year in the F900 GS. Now, the GSA, the F900 GS Adventure, has a beak on it. It follows all the traditional uh, styling cues of the F850s all the way up to the R1300s. But the fucking, for some reason, this F900 doesn't have a beak on it. And you know what it looks like? looks like a KTM. looks like a CF Moto. looks like a... um, Ducati Desert X. So I'm wondering if BMW is trying to do this weird thing where this luxury brand is trying to step in the ring with some of these more like quote scrappy brands, you know what I'm saying? So I I don't know what they're trying. I was really surprised when they made a cruiser. Like why are you stepping into Harley's uh territory and now they're getting into these other things where I think they want you to take their um their adventure bike seriously. There seems like they're trying to get into this uh uh, look this aesthetic where like the more scrappy cheaper brands uh you know are getting into now what does this f900 gs cost it's it's uh, still 13 grand for the uh for the base model of course it's 17,000 for the one shown <laughs> so <laughs> tack on four grand for whatever the fuck they put on it but um it does look pretty cool i gotta say i like i like the no beak look uh from bmw so i was pretty impressed with that I have to go back to like the Harley, um, their whole sport 
sport lineup, the new, mm-hmm. those are all so ugly. <laughs> uh, what? The, the Harley like sports, sportster section or whatever, the 24s are all so ugly. So if you go to sport, they have the Nightster, the Nightster Special, yes. and the Sportster S. I actually like the Nightsters. That's what that would be the only one I would probably pick out of the other two, but like yeah. the pipes are ridiculous. Granted, we take okay. the pipes off anyway. Okay. The Sportster S has always been the pipes on this fucking thing are ridiculous because they're like high flat track pipes with some like flat track bodywork, mm-hmm. but then they have those gigantic <laughs> fat fucking wheels on them. Yeah. Makes- I love the Sportster S. This right. is. I- Ridiculous. Mike's Mike has been smoking too much blunt with that sloth, you guys. No, I think okay, so the Sportster S definitely has a place. I agree that that pipe is ugly as shit. It needs to change. But that it, it, it's a it's a Sportster that revs out to eleven thousand. Oh yeah, it's it's got the fucking Pan American like, on there, basically. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at the. It's a it revs out to like eleven thousand or or something ridiculous, and it it's got a hundred and twenty some odd horsepower. Yeah. It, it, it's ugly. Don't get me wrong. Like, the, but well, it better be fast because they're gonna need to haul ass when someone beats the shit out of them for riding this ugly ass <laughs> bike. Here's here's the funny thing is that they- it's funny because the people that have that bike probably work on their own bike and don't send it to a shop for risers. <laughs> Whatever. Shots fired. <laughs> The, what the bike thing. is running right now, Mike? <laughs> uh, both of them? Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing to me about the Sportster is that they took like a, a flat track seat style. They took high pipes that kind of look flat tracky, but a little unfinished. But then they slammed them on those big fat tires that like the um, Sportster Custom and like, you know, I can't remember the, all the Sportsters that had those fat tires because it was like, it was pre it was air cooled sportsters you know it was pre it was it was a few years ago when they had these but mm-hmm. i cannot remember for the life of me what they which which models had them but half the sportsters had these big balloon tires and that's what this thing has and those don't corner that well so you have this fast looking bike but then you got like fat ass tires on it that probably don't corner that well and it's got forward controls which really sucks ass i don't know i i, I did like it so- when it first came out uh, I had I had I had high higher expectations for it, but then when they never ever changed it and they never added anything to it, I was just like, okay, please come out with the with the a better bike. And they did the Nightster. Just the I wish whole, the Nightster would get the twelve twelve hundred. I'm sorry. Yeah, saying, yeah, the rear taillight thing off all by itself is that's just funky. Um, yeah. I would just hate to be a new rider. I mean, granted, you don't usually buy a brand new bike when you're a new rider anyway. So so that's yeah. good. But I would just, I feel like for the lower level, the newer, the new Harley rider, these are like some poor options. Yeah. Well, you know, also, I think the Sportster is probably the only Harley that I could afford. And at 13000 bucks, it's uh-huh. still a little pricey for a 975 you know you can go to when you can go to like triumph or yamaha or something like that and get um you know a 700 or like a 900 
still still kind of cruisery, you know, like the bolts. I don't think the bolts are thirteen thousand bucks. I think they're yeah, I think they're like eleven or ten. But um, but I I mean I do like the Nightster special. I I do have to say I do I do I don't hate the Sportsters altogether. I just think the Sportster S looks goofy. Like it's yeah, it's really goofy looking to me. I feel like the look the um the classic look is gone. Yeah, yeah. And the um, fact that they call those their sport models is pretty funny. But Harley Davidson did, you know, the K, the old KRs and the old XR uh, bikes that they had back in the 70s and stuff that they sold looked a little bit like this. They were the traditional motorcycle and you just raced them, you know. So I, I don't know. I, I, these, have, these have a, they do have a soft spot in my heart, like all the Sportsters always will. And that Sportster S, I'm not against it 100%. I don't know. There is something about it that I, I see potential in it is what it is. I just don't like, I just don't like how it comes out the box. Like mm-hmm. there would be for me another $5,000 worth of fixing shit that Harley didn't do right. <laughs> to yeah. Me. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah. Um, Hey, I got one last thing to wrap up the show. Now this is only a, this is only a handful of bikes. I'm sure we've all like looked at a bunch of shit and love, love a lot of stuff, but we can't go on forever. Uh, and we are already at, uh, getting close to two hours here, but, um, and actually the rain sounds like it's, uh, subsiding a little bit. You guys, I'm super, I'm stoked. Um, I do have a, uh, yeah, let me get back to my numbers here. Please, where where did they go? I just for some reason I just touched something and it my table's gone. I don't know what the fuck I did. Uh, sheet well, sheet two, uh, sheet one. Here it is. Um, so I went last year. Uh, I toward the end of last year, just just like a month ago. Um, and already things have changed. But I wanted to ask you guys if you had to guess, and this is including Royal Enfield, Moto Guzzi, KTM, Ducati. You know, along with the. Uh, Harley Davidson and and almost all the brands we've talked about tonight. I just picked the major ones. Um, what would you guys guess was the biggest uh, engine size out there? Like like which which um, size would you guess had the most bikes in it? For, uh, like you know, let me just uh, put it put some perspective. Like, do you think like fifty cc scooters has more? Uh, bikes in it from all these brands than like you know like are we talking major manufacturers or all yeah, manufacturers uh, i just did major ones i'll tell you what i did i did honda suzuki kawasaki <laughs> harley yamaha bmw triumph aprilia royal enfield moto Guzzi, ktm and ducati so i didn't bother with like hero or like uh, you know other uh, i'm gonna honestly say like leader thousand plus is probably the most prevalent yeah kim who? i didn't hear who the major manufacturers. I just did like all the major manufacturers. But you and were I, wanting a specific like one. Uh, right? Well, motor size. Like, what do you think is no, the no. most uh, <laughs> common motor size across all these major manufacturers? Oh God! I and uh, I started out at um, 50 cc's because I didn't want to go below that, and I went all the way up to 2500. Even though, uh, and that includes the Rocket Three. And the Rocket GT and R, I think those just went up to three liters, though. Um, yeah, I think those are th- th- three thousand cc yeah, yeah. bikes. Holy shit! So I dude. went to twenty five hundred, and then I was like, "Dude, I'm putting this as the bar because over that, like, there's not, there's only a couple bikes after that." <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I, I honestly, I want to say it's, it's gotta be over a thousand. Yeah. 
Um, Kim, what, what say you? And I and I did it in fifty cc increments, so I'm just yeah. going to say a thousand for you, Mike. Um, I think I'm going to play it more safe, even though I mean, obviously, we always want like more power, but I think overall for the brands, I'm going to go more. I think on the six fifty side. Good. Okay. Cool. So I I did it in order. I ranked the top five, and I'm not going to bore you with all the ones that don't didn't make it. But in the top five, 1,000 CCs is uh, as of like December. I think I made this list, or the end of end of November, early December. So there hasn't been much new stuff that got announced. But as of December, um, yeah, the 1,000 CCs, the leader bikes had uh, 24 bikes from those mm. manufacturers that I mentioned. Um, and I didn't count like Kawasaki has like a Ninja 636. Then they have a 636 KRT edition. Then they have a 636, you know, ABS. I didn't count that. Right. I just counted each. You're kind of counting motor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Each individual. So the Ninja ZX10, you know. Um, and then the, um, yeah. So specifically like from Ducati, the Super Super Legera V4. That's a, you know, a very specific motor. Actually, I have Kawasaki right here. Let me see. For BMW, they have the uh, S1000RR, the S1000XR, the M1000R. So, so I didn't do packages. I just did like models. Um, and yeah, so the 1,000 cc's is it with 24, 24 models across these uh, manufacturers here. And Kim, you said 650, and that takes second place. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, so 650 um, models is the next... Uh, the next highest one. And then believe it or not, um, I don't know if you would have thought 750 or like 300. I don't know what you thought would be the third place, but 900 is actually the third place. Uh, So it's weird because you would think like you're either going to get a 650 or a leader bike, but these 900s, there's a lot of people making 900s. Um, Triumph has almost all of their, the speed twins, the Bonnevilles, the scramblers, the tigers, um, and the Tiger Rallies, those are all 900. So Triumph actually has a lot of 900cc bikes, and then they jump up to like 1,200s from there. So they skip like the leader and like 1,100cc mark. Um, BMW has two 900s, the XR and the R, and they just came out with that. Um, they like After I made this list, they announced that new F900GS. Um, and then Yamaha, of course, has the MT-09 and the XSR900. Um, and then I think Yamaha just came out with the R9 after I made this uh, after I made this list. They came out with the uh, don't they have the R9 now? Yeah, I think they do. If they don't, yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah, they do. If they haven't announced it, they're they're coming out with the R9. And then Kawasaki has a shit ton of 900s, all the way from the Vulcans to the Z900s. So yeah, 900 was like a huge. Uh, I didn't expect that to be third place, uh, to say the least. So. Oh, well, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So, so number four is eight fifty. So, <laughs> drop fifty cc's off. And there, like I said, that that thousand, like all the manufacturer, all the manufacturers are shooting for higher displacement bikes because yeah. uh, it just makes sense now. Um, cars in general are higher displacement. Like, a, look at a Camry or a Corolla. I guess a Toyota Corolla or a Honda Civic from eighty two, and look at a oh, yeah. Corolla or Honda Civic from this year yeah. the they're 
monstrously different in terms of power and a 250 motorcycle doesn't make sense at least on the streets of the united states which is the only country in the world that matters yeah exactly remember you know remember back when the speed limit was 55 probably you don't mike but um, you weren't born yet but yeah you didn't need technically like 250 was uh, a medium-sized bike and like 600s and 700s were big Leader, leader leader bikes was only good for tour. He was a tourer, you know, big big boat. And um, my dad actually, when he was in the navy out here, um, so many people rode two fifties at that time. And this is I don't know, fucking seventies or some shit like that. But still, like uh, two fifty was like a, a standard bike. Two fifties and three fifties were super common to be commuters, and anything bigger than that was like, oh, you're like either you're touring or you're you know, riding two up all the time or some shit. But like, yeah, there was a lot of Honda 350s and uh, 250s from everybody. And you're absolutely right. Nowadays, with the <laughs> the way people drive and like the speed limits and all that shit, um, 250, you'd be, you'd, it's like murder. You'd be like killing yourself driving a 250. I, I wouldn't get on a 250. Yeah. Well, I would get on a 250 because they're fun. But it, I wouldn't be dailying a 250 right, right. now if I had like have the choice yeah well coming in at number five this may surprise you uh number five the last spot on the chart was 300 is the next uh cutoff but that makes sense because that's i think that's where a lot of a lot of quote starter bikes are and i think a lot there's like a lot of race classes and that does include i went a little over because the bmw g310s i wasn't going to make a 10 cc different class but um you know yamaha's got the r300s or the uh, you know the the MTO three and the little R three, but people forget a lot about uh, Kawasaki. They have like the Versus three hundred, um, and then like the little three hundred Supermotos that just came out um, a couple years ago. Um, Honda's got a ton of three hundreds. They got all the CBR three hundreds, and uh, honestly, I forget that Kawasaki makes small bikes. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> See, that's everyone's like, oh yeah, the Ninja, the Versus, the fucking Concourse, but that, and then <laughs> Honda has so many fucking three hundreds. I totally forgot that they had like the Rebel three hundred still. Because really, yeah, they have the. Th- I thought the five. I thought the five was the smallest. Yeah, now. the three hundred is the three hundred is still the smallest Rebel, and then they got like the CBR three hundred. The, and the CRF 300, like they have so many 300 motors. I totally forgot Honda does that shit too. Like they, they love their 300s. But yeah, so 300 is the is the last last on the spot. And um, it is funny that just having what you just said about the leader bikes and, and, and you know, <laughs> Toyota Camry from the 80s was probably like a 1.2 liter, if that, like a 1.1 liter. And now they're like, 3.6 liter, you know, so like the Camrys have like V6s and shit in them, I'm guessing. Like, I just, it, it is, it's insane. But, uh, but yeah, so people still, people still love their 300s enough to make a fifth spot on the charts um, and, and keeping it live in our hearts. Um, well, hey, gang, I don't want to keep you guys too late. It is fucking 10 o'clock. We all got to work tomorrow and um, fuck this rain. So, uh, I hit my kid in the throat with the fucking baseball today, so I got to go in and make sure he's all right. So <laughs> no, you did not. I did. Fucking <laughs> was it a heater? Like did you hit him, hit him with a uh, heater. It wasn't a ninety mile an hour fasty, but it was a good chuck. It was a, it was no rainbow. It was a straight, straight frozen rope. So yeah. So I'm gonna go check on him. Uh, anything you guys want to leave us with? Any words of wisdom before we get out of here? 
Stay dry, SoCal. Never pet a burning dog. And hug a hug a sloth if you get a chance. And yeah, definitely hug a sloth. That was pretty amazing. Fucking a. And uh, you can catch uh, you can catch Dizzy Dawson at Dawson's <laughs> Freak on Instagram. D a w s o n z. Uh, maybe we should do Sons of Anarchy with a Z as my uh, oh, my username. Oh. Uh, you can, also- can, can we do the outro to the Sons of Anarchy theme song? Hell yeah, riding on a crow. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll put it. in Yeah, put that in. Okay, uh, you can always contact Mike if you if you don't see him at the Sea World petting a fucking lemur or some shit that doesn't belong <laughs> at SeaWorld. Uh, you can catch him at 619 Mike Media on Instagram or 619 Mike T, I think is your other handle. Yes, sir. Uh, you can check us out, Creative Writing. Uh, we'll, we, we, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Creative Writing Podcast. Check us out on Reddit, Creative underscore writing. Uh, contact Tobor. He's getting uh, he's getting his fingers reinstalled next week. Tobor.cr at gmail.com. And as always, uh, email the show, creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com. And um, let us know what you think about uh, what bikes you're excited about for 2024. Uh, we can also call back to action. Uh, you know what? What? Give us a fucking give us a punishment because I don't. Oh know if, yeah. I don't want to change my oil in a thong because some of these people don't like their oil getting changed. But give us a punishment <laughs> or give me the timestamp and I'll send you something from Junkies Junk Box. Um, and then also. Uh, Patreons, uh, patreon.com forward slash creative writing. We'll be uh, sending out some 2024 stickers pretty soon here. As soon as I get them made up, check us out on Zazzle, zazzle zazzle.com forward slash creative underscore writing, some shit like that. I don't know. We we put it in the show notes because Mike was like, you have a Zazzle store? And I said, yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. So uh, yeah, I did. I even said those exact words. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good uh, reminder for me to put it in the show notes. So I don't have to remember the email address, but otherwise you guys, if you're in the, if you're in California, take it fucking easy. Get out of the rain, bring your pets inside. If you're wet, they're wet. (laughs) And, and uh, spay and spayed and neutered. Spay and neuter your humans and uh, keep your pets inside at all times and pet a sloth. All right. Well, that's it. Everybody take it easy. Uh, peace and grease. Bye. Adios. Yeah. Yeah.